0: This episode of this podcast is making me thirsty is brought to you by Reggie's Diner. We do not have big salads, egg white omelets, or decaf coffee. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This episode 94 Today's guest is award winning actress who's been in hundreds of films, state productions, and TV shows. And of course, she played Jerry's jaded ex girlfriend in the season two episode of Seinfeld, The Baby Shower, Maggie Reed. Thank you for listening. If you dig it, please pass it on. Follow us on Twitter at This Thirsty. Follow us on Instagram at This Thirsty. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and leave a comment. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Episode 94, Maggie Reed. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This episode 94. Today's guest is an award-winning actress. She's been in hundreds of films, stage, and TV productions, including John Turturro's The Jesus Rolls, FBI Most Wanted, Law & Order SVU, The Americans, The Blacklist, As the World Turns, and of course, she played Jerry's jaded ex-girlfriend in the season two episode of Seinfeld, The Baby Shower. Please welcome Maggie Reed. Maggie, thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it.
2: All right, Maggie. So take us back. 1991, season two of The Baby Shower, um, coming off a Jake and the Fat Man episode. But tell us a little bit about uh, how the role came about. Uh, was there an audition? Um, what did you know about the script, etc.? I would love to hear how the role of Mary came about.
1: Okay, cool. Um, so it was actually 1990. Um, I don't know why, but they, this was their sixth episode that they actually shot in real time. There were the four four that they did earlier in the year in 1990, which I had seen because I was living in New York and I was doing as the world turns, um, in New York. And, um, just as a side note, before I forget, my very first sitcom was in New York, had a week off from as the world turns. And it was with Jason Alexander, it was called Everything relative.
0: Relative. Yes. (laughs)
1: One of the only episodes that actually made it to the air. It was with Ann Jackson and John Bolger. And that was really, really fun. So it's 1990, I decided I'm gonna take a break from As the World Turns. I drive out with my baseball bat and my whistle all by myself across country um, and my cat. And um, uh, I hit LA and I actually booked a a, a sitcom called Babes um, with Wendy Jo Sperber and Leslie Boone. Rick Overton, I think was in it as, as well. So that was the first thing that I like within the first couple of weeks that I was there. And then, um, this is November of 1990. And, uh, I, I get the call to go to Radford studios, um, and go to this audition. Um, I, cause so I had known the show because I'd, I'd watched those first four episodes. So I was pretty excited about it, especially the the role, you know, was just a blast. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I went in, auditioned. There was Larry David, Larry Charles, Tom, Tom Chironis, um, Mark Hirschfeld, and they're all sitting down on the couch. So I'm standing above them. Very small room, um, not a large room at all, uh, windows. And uh, they're like, fantastic. And so they said, Can you wait out in the hallway? And I'm like, Okay, sure. And then, you know, I see girls going, coming in and going out and leaving. And I'm like, this looks pretty good here, <laughs> like I might get this. And then they have me come back and they give me some notes. And, um, you know, I'm driving out and just like a lot of the, the uh, actors that you've talked to on your show, um, I get the call as I'm driving home, uh, get back to the set because they'd actually started the episode already. I think it was Thursday um, when my audition was. So they started on Wednesday uh, and this character was not in the Wednesday script. Um so they're like, something's missing from the script. What can we put in? So they wrote Mary Cantardi, my character, and then they had the auditions on Thursday, and then I started rehearsing on Thursday and then Friday. And then we had the weekend off and we came back and did the Monday, Tuesday um uh, schedule, with the Tuesday being the audience um day. So Wow.
0: And and so was that audition the whole monologue? Did you you know your whole monologue? Was that your whole audition or no? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, show the, the, um, episode, like the, the roles, like, do you actually show the. Cycle? Well,
0: we can't, I, we, we can't because of like YouTube, uh, might flag us, but our, our, our fans know the, I mean, know it inside and out. I mean, we, we all, you know, know it inside and out, but, um, showing yeah. it, we, I'm not sure if we can get away with, but, um, you know, I'm yeah. curious what, what kind of notes, um, you know, Larry Charles gave you as the writer, as far as that, Character. I mean, is it like a true story by any chance? Like, did he get yelled at by an ex, an ex, or anything like that?
1: Um, no. Um, but the guy that I was dating at the time, he's like, oh my god. (laughs) Um, you know, that reminded him of somebody he dated before. Um, so he he was a little trepidatious getting into our relationship, but he ended up being the father of my two children. So it uh... it didn't it panned out pretty well. Um, uh, so no, that yeah, it was the whole scene. And um, I came up to Larry David uh, when we were, I think it was probably Friday, maybe even Monday. And I said, you know, should I start it like, you know, just completely, you know, like nothing's happening. Just, hey, Jerry, hi, remember me, Mary Cantardi. And he's like, no, you have to be a direct like locomotive, like just zoom in right away. We don't know what's going on with her, but we want to know there's something going on with her and -hmm. then just let it go. And his direction was completely right. Um, Mine was much more like, oh technical you know like oh and then i'll switch but no his was like you know had that low simmer because it's like three years of pent-up rage in this woman and then she finally sees him you know she's probably been looking for him for three years just let him have it so um yeah it was really i was i practiced that monologue out in that parking lot at radford studios over and over and over because I knew I could not miss one word. I could not miss one beat. Um, I had to do it, you know, word perfect, everything. So it would, it would work. So I was pretty, pretty happy with it.
2: It, it was memorable for sure. And it's funny, you just mentioned, I mean, uh, a laundry list of just iconic names from Larry David, Seinfeld, Hirschfeld, Tom Sharonis. like. Again, now they're well-known, obviously, but in 1990, right? I mean, this show was getting on. I'm just curious. Yeah. Was any, any you were doing As the World Turns, right? I mean, were you, there any, probably 97 or something, there might be intimidation going in a room like that, but was there any, like, uh, I don't want to say fear, but um, anxiety uh, in front of these guys? I know you watched four of the episodes before, but was yeah. it kind of you know, that it was early on?
1: That's a really good point. That's a really great question. I think it really helped me. Because all I knew was that it was a funny show that I'd watched the first four episodes of. And I just booked Babes. And I was coming off of As the World Turns. And so I mean, I was feeling pretty high with, you know, what I was doing with my career. And yeah, there wasn't much intimidation going on. So yeah, it would probably be a lot different auditioning for like the eighth season or something. But yeah, they had no idea who they were going to become because it was this as i said it's it was the sixth show that they actually shot um so it was uh they did the four then they got picked up they did an episode before the baby shower and then the baby shower was the sixth show so it was the first. it was the second show after they got picked up <laughs> right
0: so and, and <laughs> you <laughs> You had mentioned um everything's relative with Jason, uh, Alexander. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. And then kind of seeing him on the Seinfeld set, was there any um you know any talk about that? Especially because like you said, that show didn't really get picked up. Seinfeld had just gotten picked up for a second season. I'm sure Jason was probably still like, who knows if it's gonna make it and and that kind of talk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was so, um, you know, he was having a fine career with Broadway and everything else that he was doing. Um And so, you know, it was a, the, it was a lead guest starring role on everything, everything's relative. So he remembered me. So it was, it was fun to, you know, to catch up with him because I think everything's relative was 87, maybe 88. So it was just two years before, you know, I got there in 1990. And then, so I don't know why they put the baby shower on the second seasons DVD, but you know, that's what they did, but it was actually their sixth show.
2: Yeah, and was there any, I mean, Jason turned out to be, you know, he he made George Cassandra one of the greatest characters of all time, clearly. Were there any, did you see any any of that in 1987 and everything's relative? Like any, you know, just snippets of greatness that you thought, wow, this guy is going to be something or... um you know a- any stories like that, that that you could kind of foresee in uh in jason
1: sure because i mean he already had a well-established career for one thing but just being on set with him he was so you know just had that relaxation of knowing that he was a great talent you know so that he didn't have to push anything and he didn't have to prove anything you know he knew that he was he was good and we all did too and um you know now, now that i think about it probably one of the reasons why he might have remembered me is because my character was going out with his brother who was being played by john bulger but mm-hmm. i end up kissing jason and pushing him down onto onto the couch because something some wonderful business stock that i had given them had, had worked um so uh that was fun to do i oh i remember <laughs> I would slap his knees. If you watch the little clip I have on my website, I would slap his knees um, because I was so excited about this business thing that was successful. And he'd go, "Can, can, can can you please not hit me that hard with your knees? So I had to like, like go of that. <laughs> but yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's great. He's he's a blast. I mean that that scene you're in 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 the baby shower seems like such a fun scene. I mean it's a party. You got the you got the cable guys there. You got Kramer there, Michael Richards. Everyone's there. I mean, talk us through that. I mean that scene. Just how especially with your monologue. I mean, how many. How many different takes was that, Uh, you know, as far as I know, you said you were practicing it for a while, but it had to be kind of a, a longer shoot, I would think, kind of just making sure they got every angle. They cut to reactions a lot and stuff like that.
1: Uh, well, when you shoot a, a multicam, which I'm sure you guys know, all the cameras, the four cameras are on the set. And I don't know if you do know, but uh, I, I also teach sitcom. Um, uh, the fourth camera came about because um, it started with three cameras, with the Desi uh, Desi Arnaz, you know, uh, originated that with Lu- I Love Lucy. And then the fourth camera came about because of Mork and Mindy, because um, uh, they, the Rob Reiner, you know, they couldn't follow um, Robin, Williams Robin Williams all over. Yeah. the they added that fourth camera, so um, you know, they're getting all the reaction shots and everything. So, we might have taped it three times. Might, I don't think we taped it many more than three times. Um, because each camera is getting the close up or the wide shot or you know, all that. So, that's the beauty of doing a multi cam because you, you can just shoot and shoot and shoot, you don't have to reset up the lights and you know, do over the shoulders or anything like that. Um, so Uh, yeah another thing about Jason before we get off off of Jason um, he and I ended up doing um, uh, plays at the Tiffany Theater um, on Sunset Boulevard Uh, at the same time he was doing his Truman play and I was doing a play by uh, Minda Burr called Misconduct Aloud that I did with Peter Reckle I don't know if any of you are Days of Our Lives fan but uh, he was starring in that show and we were um, at the same there were two theaters at the Tiffany Theater and we were I uh, ended up being there at the same time and I saw Jerry. You know, Jerry came to see um Jason's play. So uh that was fun. And Marla Freeze was in that production. Marla plays the uh flight attendant on the baby shower. I don't know if you remember that oh, character. Man. Quite droll, you know. No, you can't do that, or whatever her line was. <laughs> yeah. She was in the play with me. So it's like, you know, six, six degrees. Everybody everybody knows everybody.
2: <laughs> right. Just, yeah. And even in uh uh, everything's relative. Uh, Gina Hecht is also, uh, yeah. was a big player in that. And then obviously became, uh, George just as therapist, uh, years later on. Oh. It was a, oh, She it's was, she,
1: crazy was a, she was a series regular on everything's relative.
2: Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I mean, there's so many connections from the show. It sounds like you still have, and I know you still talk to Christine uh, Dunford, Melanie Smith, uh, Geez, we yeah, see yeah. on Law and Order all the time with uh, I and mean, you know we she, she has yeah. some Seinfeld history as well. But I'm just curious. Back back to the scene and back to the set. Um, and you mentioned David, Charles, Sharonis. Like, who, who was kind of from your mind running the show at that and on this specific episode? Was it the writer director? Or did they all kind of have their hand in in what was going on on the set? Or d- was Jerry heavily involved? I'm just curious. It was a it was a small knit group, but. Um, yeah. I'm just curious who uh who was kind of pulling the punches on the uh, on the set there i mean uh, most people say Larry David, but um obviously Larry Charles was heavily involved in writing this one
1: yeah, I remember uh you know when you first asked me that question, which is a great question um it's Thomas who came to mind the director um and then jerry and and Larry and you know Larry would go and have meetings and everything in between. Punch up lines or whatever, Um, but I remember uh, Tom Chironis being, um, you know, he was the director, uh, having a a lot of input. You know, like I said, they didn't know who they were going to be at that point, so I think figure out their roles to each other as well. I I don't know; you'd have to ask them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Chironis, you know, he ended up being the director for the first, you know, uh, five seasons. So I think getting his feet under him early on was probably key. Um, You know, you know, Maggie, you know, we've, we, we've touched on some of your past work, but it, it seems like you've done, you've done so much and, and it's like a lot of it was drama and dramatic. And then there's also the comedy angle, which I mean, and even in Seinfeld, your, your comedic performance was kind of dramatic performance, right? You're giving this monologue and you're, you know, you're belting it out and you're yelling at Jerry. Um, I'm just curious. I know that you said you also teach um, sitcoms. Um, what do you prefer the, the com- comedic acting or, or, or dramatic? Is there one that you prefer more than the other?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's a good question, too. Um, uh, You know, I think it's more, I don't know, I think I've had more fun doing the um, comedic stuff. Um, uh, Especially now that I know more about (laughs) what I'm doing. Um, When I was on Seinfeld, I was still just like, oh, let's just, you know, Let's just wing it and see what happens. Um, I had done a lot of theater and a lot of classical theater and um, comedy and drama um, before that. So I think that's why I was able to um, bring the height to the Seinfeld character, you know, the potency to it. Because I was used to playing, you know, outdoor theater and, you know, reaching the back the back walls. Um, so it was kind of operatic, you know, in my intensity. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, it's ideal. Like, like Christine Dunford said in her, uh, interview with you guys, it's the ideal schedule, you know, it's, it's, you know, nine to five pretty much. Um, and then until the last two days or so when it's really intense and, you know, and you get the weekends and I mean, it depends on the schedule because there are, all, are only so many, uh, multicam, uh studios, in, in Los Angeles and there are fewer here in New York. Um, uh, so they have to like to, to stagger their schedules. So some um, studios would share, like I think friends ended up moving into the studio that Seinfeld was in um, or they shared it at one point. So I don't know where they put the sets, but um, you know <laughs> they would have to stagger. Like one show would be Monday through Friday and the other show would be Wednesday through Tuesday, so.
2: Can you still uh, recite your line from that episode? like (laughs) Remember
1: me? Mary Cantardi. We had a date three years ago. Took me to one of your shows. Said you had a great time. Said you'd call me the next day. Um, Well, he keeps interjecting in there. (gasps) Uh, Liar, liar. You know, (laughs) everybody call me. You thought you could waltz through the rest of your life and never bump into me again, but you were wrong, Derry. You were wrong. What did you think? I was some sort of poor, pathetic wretch, some person who could be dismissed and ignored, some, oh gosh, what's the next thing? Pro- probably people know it.
0: Insignificant piece of dust?
1: You mean insignificant piece of, you think, something about you think I'm this, and then I say, but you are the insignificant piece of dust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See? Uh, that was, was great. Who needs <laughs> the clip? That's 30 years later, man. That's amazing. That's so great.
1: It's good writing you know so yeah. well
0: it's, it, it's great larry writing. Char- yeah larry charles loved those dark episodes with the jerry gets shot in that episode i mean it's a, it's a dream but still
1: crazy crazy episode yeah where does it rank on your on your the rankings
0: Oh, good question. We actually have a pretty high. I think maybe our producer could pull that up for us. Um, I think it's top thirty. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like thirty-one or thirty. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere up there. I mean, it's got so much in. It. I I love I love the Jerry. You know, the Jerry getting shot, the Cable Boy, and uh, you know, it's a lot a lot a lot of good nuggets in that one. Obviously, yeah. you're seeing Dunford is great. We were just talking about how good she is. Yeah, and Marla
1: Marla Freeze has this great little you know cameo in the in the. Yeah, uh,
2: I mean. It's a, yeah, I think like, again, it's season two. And like you said, it was, it was like the sixth episode shot. Um, and they were still kind of, you know, feeling their way. But I mean, really uh, each character kind of, kind of showed themselves in this episode early on. Right. You kind of, you learn a little bit about the dynamic with Jerry and George. Um, we love this kind of early Elaine, kind of cutesy and kind of, uh, you're know, always looking to climb the, the
0: status river. of of being better than she is yeah. with the uh, the Kennedys. Right.
1: right. And, and really one, getting um, to 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 Jerry too, you know. Oh, yes. of course. And then
2: kind of Kramer just being kind of awkward. I mean, always I, scheming. It, yeah. So I'm just I'm just yeah, I'm curious. I mean, it was early on, and I don't want I don't want to compare this like as the world turns, but kind of the the vibe on the set, and I know you were still kind of young in your, your career there, but um, like, did you foresee, like, wow, this is going to become, you know, as it says over my shoulder here, like, the greatest comedy ever? Or, like, when you when you hung it up, you finished filming on Tuesday night, you're like, all right, that was good. That was kind of like doing everything's relative. Or did you kind of sense something special here?
1: Babes. Yeah. I mean. Babes. Uh, it uh, really didn't feel any any different than those. Yeah. No way you could tell. There was no way. Because it was they, like I said, it was the sixth show. So they, they really had no idea. They weren't popular yet. Um, uh, it's all the different storylines going on. Um, you know, I could tell that they all interwove with each other right. and that that was really bestful, um, Which is a Larry David, you know, uh, trademark um, is dropping little notes here in the, in the first act, as it were. And then like tying them all up at the end, you know. Um, so no, I couldn't tell. I could not tell, but I was glad because I'm still still buying me groceries. You know, right, right. <laughs> we had,
0: <laughs> we did. We ranked at twenty nine. Uh, our producer just checked for us. We had a twenty nine, so Ohio was pretty close in the top thirty. Um, yeah, I mean, even then live, you could tell that that was kind of an episode. But again, it didn't air the way it was shot. It sounds like so it was further down in that second season. Um, but it's funny, like not noticing it, you know, then, but kind of noticing it now. I- I'm wondering. If, um, you know, as you went through your career, because that was early on in your career as well, um, was there anything that you could have picked up even from them being still early on, um, whether it was the way Jerry was on set or was it the way, you know, they handled themselves or something with the way they... You know, Sharon, as you mentioned, I don't know if there was something when you went on to other shows, was there anything you kind of took with you and even in your teaching now uh, that you learned from Seinfeld or that you maybe just, um, even not from being beyond the set, just from being a fan of the show later on that you can kind of take from how they kind of ran things or, um, you know, the unselfishness maybe.
1: Yeah, even then it was a really, really well run show. Uh, remarkably, you know, even though they were in the baby stages of of, of creating the whole series, um, I did not notice any glitches anywhere in any department. Um, they seemed to all be very much on top of it. I do remember, you know, rehearsals with Jerry with my, you know, <laughs> vehemently spraying all over him my thoughts. I remember him kind of, you know, backing up a little bit, looking away. He. It might have been after he asked me out. Now I know that you've you've uh, you've noticed that with some other people that have been <laughs> interviewed yes. by you. Yes, I was another one that he did ask out because um, it was a Friday. Um, we had the weekend, um, but <laughs> I actually had actually had another date, and also just my little the little you know the little birdies that you don't always listen to the little red flags that you see but you don't always listen to. I was like, I didn't want any of my personal stuff winding up on stage you know yeah, what I mean Some, yep. you know so I was just like I can't go out with him I just I just can't um but a couple of my friends did go out with him and you know it, it seems like I really missed out because apparently he's a really good kisser oh um that's yeah. interesting yeah, I, so I don't know if there's anything else to, to take with it because my training, my the- theatrical training really helped me propel me through that scene. Um, and just getting the practice, you know, of course, helped a lot. Um, but, yeah, yeah it's an interesting question.
2: It was, uh, it was a classic scene. And, I, and I'm just trying to picture like you in the audition. I mean... Cause sitting down doing that, I'm assuming he's got were you I don't even know. Are you sitting down in the audition? Cause I feel like you need to be standing up and like no, no, no.
1: Yeah. Really no, I was standing up over all these men that were sitting on it seemed like the couch was extra low too for some reason. And there was a like a coffee table in between me and them and then like a desk like over to the side. Um but yeah, I was like just letting I think Jerry might have been sitting down. Or, so no,
2: or maybe maybe, maybe right
1: they started the show already. They felt
2: something was missing and literally called you in that day and, yeah. and hired you. Right. Is that, I, don't, I mean, if we hear these stories a lot when people audition for Seinfeld, it's like, you know, Saturday evening to get the call, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. This was this normal to you or you were just like, Hey, I'm. Let me. oh,
1: yeah. I mean, every, every audition I've gone to, they've said, Oh, you're, you got it. No.
0: No. I, <laughs> I think he means that, like the fact that it was so late in the in the process, that you were kind of just pulled in at the last minute. That seemed odd, yeah. you no? Know?
1: I mean, kudos to them for you know yeah. just whipping up and whipping up a character that really made it know, made the whole talk.
0: thing work. Yeah, it made that whole scene work, like tied the whole thing together. It was supposed yeah. to be George with the big speech, and then you know they gave it yeah. to you, he um, was about which to
1: say all the things I said to Christine right. and didn't get to because right. he got. Re- intimidated by her
0: you know it's interesting i just thought of this actually is that you know throughout the series it's pretty well and it's part of the shtick of the series is basically jerry's a new girlfriend every episode right he's just he just kind of goes through these girlfriends and breaks up with them for different reasons um this kind of set the tone for that and you were the first you were the first and probably only one to kind of get back at him for that you know, he's always breaking up with these girls on the show every other episode from then on out, and then none of them get to you really tell them off for it. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting that you kind of set the tone there.
1: Yeah, but I remember in your interview with with Melanie, my friend Melanie Smith, um, she said that she, her character, broke up with him, right? Um, so she and I are kind of in a pod there of you know yes. people that rejected him instead of him rejecting the women. So yay, right, Melanie.
0: <laughs> that's the Hamptons. You know, I'd be I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, Maggie, because uh I, I'm a pretty big Lebowski fan. You're in uh Tutoro's The Jesus Rolls. How did how did that come about? I mean, that's a great cast too, as well. That must have been a lot of fun working on that. I'm curious uh your thoughts there.
1: was an audition again in a very small room um with uh with the casting director. Um and uh he's really good friends with John Totoro. Um and uh um yeah i don't know i i auditioned and about I, I think it took like a month for them to uh call me and and to do it and we shot it in uh uh i was tim blake nelson's wife wife in that we played the the doctor and and his wife who who take care of um, bobby cannavelli after he gets shot in the groin um and uh uh we were walking around you know during the lunchtime with our pajamas on because they wake us up in the middle of the night and nobody nobody in the bronx or or brooklyn i think it was um where we were shooting just nobody you know people just walking around in their pajamas no big deal um so yeah there was it was uh it was kind of a a tight set um energetically um uh there were there were some things going on that I wasn't necessarily privy to um maybe script things or something, but uh John was really quite generous and nice um he's a wonderful man, in fact, he went to s- school with a man who was my uh children's husband uh, <laughs> i mean uh, father <laughs> my children's father <laughs> in New right, Paul. Cool. Yeah, so that was so a long uh, time
0: in the making that, that that's probably why the script has some issues that was a long time in the making yeah, it was um so
2: now you keep uh, i mean Mentioning your children, I'm just curious, um, now that Seinfeld's on Netflix, and I'm just curious if it gets, you know, if, if the youth of America are going to start watching Seinfeld as we did back years ago, I'm curious if your, if your children are into it. If so, um, what do they think of your role?
1: Well, they, they, you know, their friends show it to them or they show it to their friends. If they're just meeting people for the first time, Um, you know, they send me screenshots of it. If they see it, just catch it on on TV. And their dad actually um, was on the, um, uh, oh gosh, what was that? The Penske, the Penske Files. Um, He plays the, he's tall. He plays the the guy in the office um, with George Gets a Job with Penske. Yeah, Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he Mike?
1: I maybe his name is Kenny Miles. Um, uh, I don't. His character might be Mike. I don't know. It was later <laughs> on in the series. Um, because season draw... five. Was it five? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. The barber, yeah, yeah.
2: the Penske files. Yeah, he. I think. if assuming this is Kenny. He's the one that gave George the big office.
1: Yes. The yeah. small
2: office. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It must. It must have been. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-five. Is that what you're saying? nineteen no, no
2: season, season five, five. So ninety-three.
1: Yeah, that makes sense because we drove back to New York after that. Um, right after he did it, because I went back on to as the world Turns for a little while. Um
0: so yeah. <laughs> Love the love the Penske file. Um uh, Maggie, you know, another one question I had, we'd like to kind of get an idea of um, you know, the any stories you have from, from offset from, you know, was there, you know, anything, you know, the table reads or during lunch or a lot of times you hear Michael Richards is in the corner practicing. you people notice that or, or just like maybe uh, the suits on set. If it's early season two, was there a vibe there? But, you know, kind of like the, the week we kind of talked about the scene and, and that, that aspect of it. I'm curious if you have any stories you can remember that were stuck out to you as far as like, behind the scenes kind of stuff. I know you said Jerry X'd you out, but I mean, is there anything, uh, anything else there that maybe happened with Jason or, or, or Julia?
1: I mean, it was um, you know, I was there Thursday afternoon. So they'd already been working Thursday before I got there and Friday and then the weekend and then Monday and then Tuesday is all the big hoo-ha, you know, with everybody's very distracted and trying to focus. So I don't really remember any other stories besides When Jerry was going off for the weekend, he's like, um, can I, you know, you want to, I can't remember how he put it, but you know, (laughs) asked me out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't remember any more interactions. I wish that I'd gotten a picture, but I was feeling like, oh, you know, I want to be cool you know I don't I don't want to be the the guest star who's like you know asking for a picture with the star but <laughs> I'm right. like I wish that you know <laughs> um so no, I
2: No uh up. no rap party I think the rap party was at uh
0: what Was it improv? Like? Was one the improv the rap party? Season 2 No rap
1: party. Rap parties usually from what I understand happen at the end of the season. Yeah. And this was the very beginning of the season. So um oh yeah I think I might have been I think I couldn't go for some reason. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Did not, did not go. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't <laughs> go. <laughs> I guess because I still didn't know really who they were. And so I was just, <laughs> I, if I had something else to do. Then that's what I went to do. So,
2: you know, uh, <laughs> Well, Maggie, this is, uh, this has been great. I actually learned a lot. Um, I'm, it's funny. You're a teacher, You're teaching sitcoms now. So, um, I certainly learned a lot from the, the, the camera, uh, the camera, four camera, the whole thing. But it, this was uh, this was such a treat. And like I, like I said, your, your scene in here is just remarkable. And I don't know, always kind of had a, as, as scary as you were, it just always had a, a special place in, in our heart. That's why we ranked this episode so high because of actors uh, like you, Maggie. So thank you so
0: much.
1: Yeah, he stole you stole that That's
0: episode. You stole the whole episode.
1: Thank you. I, I kind <laughs> of think might be one of the reasons why they had Christine do another episode because i think it was supposed to be like her episode but my character really came on and sort of you know had the big boom you know moment yeah. um so i mean i and also cuz she's so wonderful of course and they saw her one woman show um but I, I think they probably wanted to give her more of a you know something else to do because <laughs> they love her so <laughs> so what uh
2: before we let you go where what are you up to now i mean i know you're doing a lot of the the you know the coaching and teaching but where else uh can we find you
1: yeah i just did um my ninth um episode in the dick wolf series of uh fbi most wanted um recently and then i did my fourth also in the dick wolf um uh, universe uh my fourth law and order svu
2: oh I yeah
1: regular law and order and law and order criminal intent so i did my fourth one um with mariska again uh nice. this this months ago as well so um yeah keeping things going very cool excellent
2: well keep up the good work we we love seeing you whether it's uh you know comedy or drama but uh thanks so much for spending some time with us
1: yeah you too chris thank you thank you, you maggie
0: this was awesome
1: okay this take was care so
0: much fun thank you
2: bye all right have a good night